Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the Villa View for another match preview, a new environment for us. Yes. This time we're at the Wolf in Birmingham. Uh, I did a little bit of filming here earlier this year and thought, why not come down? The guy behind the bar is a big Villa fan as well. So James, Bristol City, eight wins on the spin. I mean, I, I don't know how to start this video. Just talk to me. How, how good is it being a Villa fan at the moment? It's really good, especially, you know, winning eight games in a row and playing the way we've been playing. It's been incredible. Um, uh, you know, when we beat Derby, when we beat Blues, it was a start of something, and that run has carried on. And there's been, it's been really hard to do that. There's been some tough matches. Blackburn, the last 10 minutes, Bristol, last 10 minutes, the whole Rotherham game. There's been some real fights, and Villa have come out strong, and they've won them all. So I'm really happy to be an Aston Villa fan. Really happy to be here. Eight wins on the on the bounce. You can't argue with it. You can't disagree with it. It's, it's amazing. Going eight games unbeaten is, is a good achievement. I saw this on Twitter earlier, but to go eight games 100% winning, 24 points from 24 it's unthinkable isn't it I remember I've mentioned this a few times on video but when we did the video before Sheffield Wednesday which was like what two weeks ago and we we're going oh we'll Villa win six in a row like this run's got to come to an end at some point and then two games later you're looking at eight in a row Bolton coming up which we'll talk about in another video Millwall again two what I would say are winnable games on paper is it possible that Villa win 10 games in a row I mean Eight is completely unheard of. We've been good in periods since 1975, but never been good enough to win eight in a row. I know we're at a championship level now rather than, yeah. rather than top division, but still, I mean, it's notoriously hard in the, in the championship to put a win of runs together because anyone can beat anyone. So to do yeah. eight wins in a row at this stage in the season when fatigue comes into it, injuries, suspensions, it's good going from Villa, to say the least. Well, you know, when you look at the numbers and, you know, if you remove context, which is a hard thing to do, there's never been a Villa team like this since we've been born. Yeah. And that is... You know, look at all the greats that have played for Aston Villa, look at the success and, you know, the cup finals, all the stuff we've accomplished in the meantime. We've never done this. You know, we're on the, the verge of something and it feels good to actually have, you know, our generation to have that memory. Part of me wants to almost take a reality check and say, well, if we don't go up this season, winning eight, winning eight games in a row is largely irrelevant. People will go, well, we didn't do anything that season, so... How, how can we sit here and compare it to being one of the best Villa sides <laughs> yeah. ever? Like, you know what I mean? To win eight games in a row is a special achievement and hopefully we can make like nine, ten, eleven. Like, where, does that, where does that run stop? Villa had two tough games 
in the last week. You know, the Sheffield Wednesday, let's not forget the Sheffield Wednesday, they have a tough game, I haven't even mentioned that. Loads of tough games in the space of a week. Um, there's going to be a Norwich test, a Leeds test, and the, the playoffs, ideally, fingers crossed, when we get into them, if we get into them. We will. Oh, far too optimistic, far too optimistic for a Villa View preview. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think, looking at, looking at everything, I'm optimistic, and it's a big hurdle to climb. There's, you know, you have to qualify for the playoffs first, and you have to win a two-leg semi-final, then you have to go to Wembley and finish it off. So hopefully we can do that. I'm really, I'm really confident we can. Talk to me about the Bristol game, because obviously we were both there. At two o'clock, the lineup comes out. No Jack Grealish, no Tyrone Mings that we knew about, no Courtney Hawes, again, that we, one we knew about. No Codger on the bench, rib injury. What were your thoughts at two o'clock when that came out? I was worried, to be honest, nervous, because the, the clear link is no Jack Grealish means Villa don't win. Yeah. That's our clear thing, isn't it? If you don't have Grealish, Villa don't win. And I don't, I disagree with the thoughts of one man team because you have players like Tyra Mings, John McGinn, Glenn Whelan. We've all stepped up and Neil Taylor on, and, yeah. and Al Mohamedy on the, at fullback stepping up. We and the whole team there because we were good all over the pitch again. Yeah, good all over the pitch. But um, before the match, I was nervous because Villa don't win, they don't play well without Grealish. And that's a, that's a fact. Whatever we think, that has been a fact yeah. this season. We've established that. And we did, we played just the same it was just exactly the same without him it was a bit trickier to create in the final third but when you look at the stats after the game Villa created so much but going into the, we'll get onto that later but going into the match nervous Yedon that coming in after a fairly long he hadn't been around he'd, done, he'd got called into you know back right back in, in Rotherham and he played well but it was was it a tough ask I thought it, I thought it would be a tough ask for him to yeah, come in at centre back and it's a different game isn't it to play Bristol who are going to be have a bit more pace and Rotherham they were going long which suits Yedon that's going to just head balls away and that's pretty much it but he did well against Bristol and it's I mean we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. to, to the actual game here but and there's no way of proving this so it's good for me to be able to sit here and say it now <laughs> I was worried to not have Jack Grealish but I still just thought we'd win and again that's easy to say now that we've won and there's no proof that I said this before the game the adrenaline that you must have for winning seven in a row the confidence that brings the arrogance that that brings to go we are unbeatable we will give a game to anybody. We've we've had tough periods during this this winning run and still come through it. I know to be missing Jack Grealish is that is a massive miss. And like you said, that we did miss him in, in, at times in terms of breaking them down and mm. having someone to bring the ball forward is something we missed. Then you you look at the game afterwards and people are saying, oh, we didn't really miss Jack Grealish today. No. And in terms of the result and the performance, we didn't. But as somebody of his quality, you're always going to miss. But to come through that game against a team that's right behind us, and if they beat us, it, it throws the whole top six. Uh, shape in the whole the whole tip. It throws the whole top six into a different shape if they beat us. Obviously, they still they still have a game in hand. You can't underestimate how big that win is, and to do it without someone like Jack Grealish is testament to how far we've come over the last sort of two months. Yeah, I think um, again nervous going into it. Jack Grealish massive miss, but think of the player who replaced him was typically Conor Horan, who got into scoring positions quite a lot. I think. Yeah, I've scored four. Yeah, I'm going off the top of my head here, but I'm thinking Villa made a lot of chances, and I think Conor Huram was probably involved in almost every single every single one. All our goals involved in the penalty. Yeah. He gets it. The, the second goal, he scores it. He's, do, he's done a lot, and he got into the positions that maybe Jack Grealish doesn't get into because he's doing a lot of deep. He's dribbling from deep back and uh, forcing his way up the pitch. But Conor Huram seems to be waiting in the right spot, and I think. Villa did well because the whole team worked well and because they had the player up there who yeah. wouldn't usually be there. They had an additional man in the box and that was Conor Hurrah. There were people watching this going that we won eight in a row. How can you even criticise a performance? But 
where we were when we were beating Derby and Middlesbrough, Birmingham, we were another level then. I feel like we've dropped off in the last few games, but still won. But that's, just, that's the sign of a side that's going, right, we're going to take the, the rest of the season by storm, hopefully get promoted and no one's stopping us. Yeah, I think, um, again, going back to Conor I think Aston Villa's expected goals, including the penalty, was about 3.5. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, that's massive. Like, you, when you have that, so minus a penalty, you're looking at 2.8. When you rack up that amount of quality chances, the scoreline's usually 6 or 7 nil. And I think another Bristol City player who played well was Andy Wyman, who was all over. Chance that was offside that was given. Uh, I've seen it from a weird angle, and it yeah. looks like he was pretty much level to me. So there's a case to say that Bristol were unlucky with that one, but don't care. You win some, you lose some. I mean, in Rotherham, we got a really bad offside decision against us, and the only reason Rotherham didn't score from that because the players thought they were offside. Yeah. They thought it was flagged, and they would have scored. Um, so we had that, we gained that. It's, a, it's a, yeah, it happens. I mean, Bristol City fans definitely should feel aggrieved <laughs> about some things because we would have. If that happened to us, I wouldn't have been happy. I think the penalty, it, those are given. That's a given. I don't, I'm not really fussed about a penalty, but their goal, I think it should have stood. Um, but that's this league for you, isn't it? That really is the championship. That is referees. Man of the match. There's a couple of options it could be. Saw Villa did a tweet earlier and they put four options. Actually, I'll tell you what, let's get those four options. I'll give you those. There's one in there that should definitely be in there, but isn't even as an option. John McGinn, El Ghazi, Glenn Whelan, or Mila Yedinak. Easily any one of them. You could. There's one player that's not in that list that I think should definitely be in the list over Yedinak, to be honest. Neil Taylor. That's rough. Al Ghazi. McGinn come on and I think he did well and it, you know when it goes to stoppage time it's just he's he just does whatever he wants it's his game isn't it when it's stoppage time when it like goes it to stoppage time I don't know how he does it because he's just you can clearly see him running out of energy like from 60 minutes 60 minutes so he calms down a bit and then 90 minutes and he's gone like corner flag thing was amazing oh, but that wasn't because of how good he was and he is good it's because everyone's just thought oh he's keeping in the corner and he's just that's, that's, good. Yeah. that's clever play, isn't yeah, it? To go no, right. I'm going to back into. Worse. I'm going to back into this corner. I'm going to wait a sec, and then when they when they commit themselves to it, I'm gone. Oh, put, to be fair, as well, you probably should have passed it to Davis because Davis <laughs> would rather tap in. Yeah. No, but it, it's John McGinn's time. You know, it ain't it ain't Villa anymore. When it's stoppage time, it's John McGinn time. John McGinn FC in 90 minutes. Change the badge. Get round badge <laughs> with John McGinn's face on it. Um, because 90 minutes, we're not even him. We're not even a football club anymore. It's just it's just him. No, but seriously, he done it against Black, but it does it all the time. He can go missing the whole match. He turn up in the 90 minutes and just run the show, and you like doesn't go missing. That's the no, thing. He's so, he, no, no, but he's such a complete player. I saw there was a tweet. I'm gonna have to find it. I can't just keep robbing people's points. <laughs> Comment from Kian Carroll that I saw last night and, and liked. He says, "I genuinely mean this. John McGinn is the most remarkable footballer I've seen at Villa. He is simply phenomenal to watch." He's not the most talented player I've ever seen at Villa, but in, in terms of sheer will to win, he's Villa's Roy Keane. I can't get my head around the fact he only cost two million. It's mad, isn't it? That's insane. Um, completely agree. I mean, remarkable doesn't even mean good or the best, but he, he is the most remarkable because it, it's so strange. It's like a force of nature and a, a, a complete sort of, I saw someone say he was a complete midfielder that you must go, oh, he's a different type of player to Grealish. He'll sit back and do more defensive work. But going forward, that, that's a discredit to how good he is going forward as well. Because his goals and assist record is like five and five goals, seven assists, is it or something like that? It's, it's, it's decent. It, it's decent going yeah. forward. And you look at those midfield options. Again, I saw another tweet. I can't find this one because we're running out of time. But I sort of said, Conor Horahan has got X amount of goals and assists. He was a million and a half. John McGeehan's got X amount. He was two million. Jack Grealish has got X amount, he was free. Like that midfield trio, mid, 
trio. That midfield trio has contributed so much in terms of goals and assists and has cost the club four or five million. It's, uh, it's insane. John McGinn, he's not even a midfielder. He's like a tornado. Just yeah. suck the ball in, go wherever you want. No one's touching him. No one is touching him. Absolute force of nature. It's like he doesn't even need to be that good. It's just when it matters, he could go missing the entire match. Like Even these first 45 minutes weren't even... He's like, where's John McGinn? He's still, he's still there. He's playing all right, but... Then he turns on 90 minutes and it's just absolute madness. It's not like he didn't do well the entire match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, no, no one's going to sit here and go, oh, he was bad, he was this and that. It was all right. And then second stoppage time comes on, it's like, wow. It's, it's just something else. It's almost like he saves himself a little bit in the final 10, 15 minutes to go, like, yeah. I need, there's going to be that final push at the end that I need to be there for. And it was like six minutes out of time as well. And you need that one, that player who's fit enough to still get around there, but someone who's also got the intelligence to do that thing he did in the corner flag, pull yeah. two players in and then break away. And if things go our way, that could have been 3-1 and you kill the game off just from a bit of clever play. He's just such a good player. And, and we'll come on to this in the match preview we do, because he's close to his 15 yellow yeah. cars. We would struggle big time without him which I know is obvious to say. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Jack Grealish, rightly so. Um, but John McGinn, I, I don't see the spotlight ever on him. And, you know, Hibs fans, you know, the only people raving about him are Hibs fans who've had him and St Mirren fans. I almost feel like, how have we ended up with him? How has he not gone, gone somewhere better from Scotland and gone straight into the Premier League to an Everton or something like that? How have they not found him for that price as well? Well, when Neil Lennon said, when Jack Grealish rumours were in the... Um, papers in the, the summer and he was like John McGinnon's better than Jack Grealish and I was like shut up bro like, you, that isn't, there is no, no way that's true he's got a massive case I'm sorry Neil Lennon John McGinn's an incredible player Neil Lennon knows it Hibs fans knows it St Mirren fans know it Villa fans now know it and the Championship will probably realise it soon enough that he's the man to watch Jack Grealish is exceptional he's something else but John McGinn is as well to summarise then this, this Bristol game for me probably some are calling it the biggest win in that winning streak I'm at the time, I'm not sure whether I agreed with it because you've beat, and this comes into two different parts. I look as a, as a big win, as an important win. Yes, beating Bristol is massive, but as a best win, oh, it's hard for me to look past de demolishing people like Derby 4-0, Middlesbrough 3-0, Birmingham. Like for me, they are elite, elite tier wins in terms of how good they were to watch. And that's not to say that the Bristol game was rubbish. Yeah. It's just that in terms of importance in this run, maybe because of where they are and who they were. But I think best win, I'm not so sure. I think I'd go for Rotherham. Um, it's that stupid sitting and going, oh, that wasn't a good win. <laughs> We've won eight in a row, but you know what I mean? I'd say Rotherham because it was just, everything was against us. Yeah, by far, because I thought there was no way Villa win that match. At 30 minutes when they scored the penalty, Mings is sent off, he's like, that's gone. Gone out the window completely. Villa come back and won it, and I'm not saying it's better than, you know, it, it, they're all kind of equal for me, um, to be honest. But I think Rotherham was the hardest because everything was against us completely. And I know there's a lot of doubts going into Bristol. We clearly didn't need to have them, but Rotherham's a massive win. Bristol again a massive win. It's a six-pointer, but I'll go with Rotherham just because there was. I didn't think there was a chance of us winning. I thought I back them, get behind them, because that's my job to do is to get behind them and be positive. But when it went to half time, I was like, how do we get out of that? That was a massive black hole we were in. So, we'll go rather. Thanks for watching this video. Uh, Post-match reaction, this is, is out the same day that we're recording it. So there's fan cams that were out on Saturday night that you can go back and watch. Um, there's other things you can go and watch as well. The podcast is coming out soon. Uh, there'll be a match preview for Bolton, which we're about to record now, which is coming out on Wednesday or Thursday. So just subscribe to the channel. You'll be able to keep up with what we're doing. Thanks for watching. And uh, let's go and get a sausage roll or something. Was it a
up the sausage rolls, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.